Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. That's right, the show where conversations save lives is Hope. This is HopeNet Radio. Jeff and DW, your hosts. We got a full studio tonight. Glad that you've joined us on the show. You can join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360 and email us at hope at hopenet360.com anytime on the show or the podcast. So check out hopenet360.com. That's our website. And right now, there are live coaches standing by if you need to chat with somebody about anything you're going through in life, whether it's a difficulty, just problems in a relationship, maybe with your family. There's a live coach always waiting to chat with you at hopenet360.com. So guys, welcome Dave, Kyle, Todd in studio with us today. And What's uh, up? man, it's it's a good week. I've been having a good week. How about you guys? Excellent. It, it snowed yesterday, so we're still on track. You know what? But it has got warmer. It yeah. looks good. It, yeah, like, not working. But it is nice. We're starting to be able to go outside and start stretching <laughs> our legs a little bit. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, and and who knows what? <laughs> and I want to introduce our guests tonight. We've got Becky. These two people uh, to me have been an incredible blessing. Um, not only as former coworkers, but as friends in general. Uh, Becky has been the host of a radio show on this radio station called Hope in the Nighttime. And we did uh, actually toy with bringing that title back for this show, but we decided to kind of leave uh, the history and, uh, you know, your memory and stuff. Mm. So, so Becky, welcome to the show tonight. It's, it's good to have you in with us. Thanks. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's so good to hear your voice in my head, and <laughs> it brings back so many good memories. So, uh, and some of the people listening tonight probably recognize your voice as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and Johnny Sharp, uh, this guy has been a mentor to me. He has uh, been a youth pastor in my life, and he's also been a great friend. Uh, was also on the lead development team for HopeNet when it first launched back in 2008. So, Johnny, welcome to the show tonight, man. Thank you very much. It's great being here. It's awesome to see what God is doing in this place, and that, you know, the original vision of just, you know, helping at-risk kids or kids who are questioning stuff is still moving along. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great to see the new the new place that you're in. It's all fancy and stuff. I don't know. Like, do you get money for doing this now? Because you know we did we we didn't get paid nothing. I mean, some people bring candy in. But. <laughs> Jeff wears sunglasses and big uh, and has a lot of bling. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He got he got them chains. Which picture do you have up in front of you right now? <laughs> the one with the grills in. I'm not sure. You're I'm wearing throwing that. up gang signs. Yeah. That one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Well, tonight, I thought it'd be fitting just to kind of share a little bit about what you guys have been doing since, you know, the days. And I I don't even remember how long it's been, but it's been quite a few years now. Um, But I'm kind of wondering what you guys are up to now. Uh, I mean, Becky, you were doing the show for... Year and a half. Year and a half. A little over a year and a half, I think. Yeah. So, and we had so many great conversations. And unfortunately, the difference between... This show, Hope Net Radio and Hope in the Nighttime, was we didn't do a podcast for Hope in the Nighttime. So, mm-hmm. 
I would have loved to have gone back and listen to some of the old shows just kind of get some uh, some good wisdom. You had so many really good nuggets on that show. I just I remember I'd be in on Monday nights typically, and uh, we would just kind of rap about different topics, different maybe scripture passages or or whatever. And uh, it would just be amazing the things that would just kind of come out in the real short bursts that we had together. Yeah. Which it was it was a lot of fun. Um, we did our own chat at the time, and uh, so tell me about what you've been doing lately. Oh well, I've been up to a whole lot of stuff actually. Um, after doing the show, I ended up moving to Alaska for a couple of years. Holy cow! Yeah, <laughs> moose actually. There's Why many more moose cow moose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I moved up there. I got married. Um, have two kids now. Oh man! And we moved back to Wisconsin because thirty five hundred miles is a really long way from family when you're having kids. Mm-hmm. So um, we are now down in the Madison area, and I've been doing all kinds of things. I've always had a, a real heart working for working with students and um, working in worship ministry, and mm-hmm. um, so I've been doing some of that. And now, of course, with two kids at home, I'm kind of in youth ministry every day. Um, kind of. <laughs> and it's really been amazing just to watch as I as I watch them grow and as I watch them learn, just seeing those foundations and and realizing how important it is to catch those pieces as we grow up mm-hmm. and you know, looking forward to the days when I'm gonna get to talk with them about the things that are on their hearts and their minds and um you know. Yeah, and that's really interesting because the last time we were really in studio together, neither of us had kids, and now right? we both have two <laughs> little kids, and uh, it is interesting. I mean, and it's different having your own. It is. It's it, very different. It, it's. I mean, when you work in youth ministry for a number of years and you see the same kids week in week out, it's there's just still there's something different when it's your kids. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes youth ministry is easier because you can just kind of they go back home, right? <laughs> and you don't have to see the ugly side of it necessarily. And so it, to me, it's like that was. You know, that was uh, the difference, I guess, in this. I never had to change the diapers or deal with the spit up or mm-hmm. you'd, I guess you'd still have some of the attitudes, but not my my son likes to play with light switches. That's his thing. Mm. So anytime he can move a basket or a rock or something over to a light switch, that's gold to him. So I don't get it, but that's how it works. So uh, mm-hmm. anyway, Johnny, uh, you've been in youth ministry for how many years now? Well, let's see. I'm 46. I probably started in youth ministry Probably when I was 18, 19 years old. So however many years that is, not good at uh, radio math. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a long time, though. And you, I, you know, you were a youth mentor, a youth pastor uh, yep, for re- me growing up. Yep. Really, my passion is pouring into people, like mentoring and coaching people. But, you know, the way we got started at HopeNet is we really saw a need in the community for kids who were hurting, mm-hmm. kids who, you know, were su- suicidal or really full-out depression. And then the thing that shocked us, and I don't know why we didn't, we didn't realize this, but the thing that really shocked us is a lot of those kids were in the church. Mm-hmm. And it, I think that just tore my heart out. Like, we have the answers. Yes. You know what I mean? The, the church has the truth and has Jesus Christ and has all the power to overcome this stuff, yet there's still kids there that are digging through and there still are, mm-hmm. you know, even now. But what I've been in ministry, I continue to be a youth pastor. I got involved with an organization called Life Skills, which uh, has really, really helped me uh, develop some practical answers to uh, families because, mm. you know, it's a breakdown of the family that a lot of time causes kids to, to go in depression. So Life Skills has really helped me with that, give me some strategies. I've been involved with that organization. And just recently, about a year ago, I decided to go back to school. 
So I'm wow. pursuing a degree in educational leadership. I actually want to be a principal or administrator someday. So hmm. that's where I'm going. My goodness. Yeah, I know, right? That's exciting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how far are you into that? Um, I have I have a year in. I got about four years to go. So You still got a lot of time, though. A lot of good years ahead of you. And, and, yeah. Uh, I'm like 46. So yeah. I burnt a lot. But you know what? I think all those things in life that happened before – go to a certain direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like God, all those experiences, it wasn't that I missed it or that I did something wrong or I messed something up. All those things added up to the direction that God's putting on my heart right now. Yeah. And that tonight, I think, is going to be kind of what sets up the cornerstone of our conversation because things happen in our life. We go through experiences. The older you get, the more you realize where you really messed up or you went the wrong direction. And sometimes we get the feeling that, well, I must be on like God's plan R right now. Like it's not even plan B. It's like plan D or plan P. It's, it's way down the road. Like I messed up so many times. It's like I had to start over with me. And if I would have just listened to him, you know, at this point in my life, Things have been radically different, and it would have been a God's plan A. And so sometimes we ended up beating up ourselves or thinking that I've done something that like just totally disrupts God's plan A for me, that I'm now way past repair, or I'm, I'm, I'm at a place where does God even want to use me anymore? Like I'm going to be not only a, like a bench warmer, I'm like going to be in the stands waving at the players because I'm not even worth being put in. But uh, we're going to look at this a little bit more later in our conversation. Again, you can connect with us anytime on the show. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com or connect on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to take a break here on the show. We'll be back with plenty more here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. This is the show where conversations save lives. HopeNet Radio, Jeff and DW, your host tonight, full studio tonight with us we have todd as is become the norm and i know you only have a few weeks left with us and so that's kind of to me it's kind of sad because uh we've been doing this since september and uh it's just it's been a lot of fun having you guys on the show you know it, it, one of the hardest things in ministry i think is watching those who you've really fallen in love with and invested your life in and and, and they become your good friends um go on and and our job is to make young people successful not to hold them back and so uh, the more of them that go out and, and love God, walk with him, and become successful, the, the more we rejoice. Um, I'm looking forward to following him, praying for him, and, and hopefully always being a positive influence to, to help him become what God wants him to. He's the next generation leader, and I'm proud of him. Tonight with us on the show, Johnny and Becky, they're some former coworkers of mine, good friends, uh, and they have spent quite a number of years, probably combined in youth ministry, you guys probably have over 50 years. Wow. I would think. Wow. I would just. I would think that. So, a uh, lot of wisdom, a lot of experience, and tonight, kind of talking about how uh, we sometimes think as we go through life. And Johnny, I'm not sure if you have a story with this or if your life is anything like this. But have you ever felt like you're not necessarily on God's plan A anymore? That you're probably on like God's plan F or G or something. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of times in life when you make a choice and you have this expectation of success or the whole world's going to change. And then all of a sudden it fades or it fails. Hmm. And, you know, you're like, oh, man, I must have done something wrong. Or there must, you know, I must, it's because of this. I'm not, you know, having devotions enough or I'm not, you know, putting my all into it. But the truth is 
for me anyway, there are lessons and there are life experiences that I needed to learn before I can move on. And without those lessons, you know, and I, I, there was no place for me to go. So there have been many times in my life. You know, I was counting the other day. I had 19 different jobs so far in my life. It's crazy. Wow. So did that ever feel like this was like the next plan? Did it? Did some of them seem like that? Oh, yeah. You know, I think it, it seemed like it happened in the same way. Like something would fail or something would change. And I'm oh, no. And then all of a sudden another great opportunity would come out of no place. And I'm like, yeah, finally this is it. And I would, I would like, you know – over overestimate what it could do or, you know, I mean, have my expectations so high and then it would, you know, just kind of crumble again because, you know, God isn't so much concerned about our success as he's concerned about, you know, who we are and what we know, what he teaches us. Hmm. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting in, in Philippians too, it says it, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And um, I, I think it's interesting that you're, you're you know, so many young people do feel like, you know, I failed and I can't ever be okay. Hmm. That's not true. I mean, look at the Apostle Paul. The guy was a murderer, all that kind of stuff. And, and basically he said, one thing I got to do is forget what's behind and press on to what's ahead. Hmm. The, the bottom line is, it, you know, I think as a, as a theology teacher, there's no doubt that God has a plan. And I think that's what got Job in trouble in the first place. He was beginning to believe God might be random and just did things. That's not true. God has a plan. Hmm. My life, though, as I, as I choose to ignore God or, or outright sin, whatever it might be, it, what happens is I, I plug in and out of the plan. And, and so I think there are times in my life where I'm just on my own and God says, hey, there's going to be some tough consequences for that. But as I confess my sin, as I get back walking with God, I'm plugged back in because it never was about Dave Wager's plan. It was about God's plan. Hmm. And I think that's uh, very critical to kind of a distinction to make. Yeah, I think that's hard to grasp because there's always there are always things, and Johnny, you said it really well, that it just seems like something fails. And sometimes we, well, I don't know if it's sometimes, I think one of our foundational beliefs, maybe in our Western mindset, is it's not okay to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's not, it, you don't have, failure is not an option. Mm-hmm. And so when you start believing that, then you move into like a framework of perfection. Well, I'm not going to do it if uh, if I can't do it perfectly, or if I do it, you know, failure is not acceptable. So I have to either protect or uh, mask maybe my vulnerability, and so it just kind of creates, in a way, it kind of creates like a lifestyle of isolation to some degree. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's craziness, though, as you think about it. I mean, I agree with you, but the the idea when I grew up, I I was so thankful. My dad was a genius, I think somehow, (laughs) but he all dads are. yeah, he made me, he, he allowed me so many, the one thing I wasn't afraid to do was fail. I mean, I wasn't afraid to do that. The thing I was afraid to do was not try. And, and, and I think that was because my dad, when I failed, would go, hey, that's, that's interesting. You know, now you know how not, how not to do that in the future. You know, let's, let's, what did you learn from that kind of thing? And I think life is like that. I mean, we're humans. We're trying, even those of us that walk with God and love God, you're doing the things right. I mean, you're still human, and you still have yourself get in the way. You still do stupid things. And when you do something that isn't right or you find out that, you know, you can't do it, um, it's okay to go to God and say, boy, I blew this. And he goes, yeah, I still got a plan. You want to plug in? I mean, it's like I didn't lose the future. That's what I'm trying to say. I didn't lose that. I might have lost some ground now, and I may not have. I might have been in a position where God's just teaching me anyway, and, and I lost nothing in the process. 
but we have to see it through a perspective of actually a sovereign God who has a plan. Yeah, but I, I think of there's probably some that are listening tonight who have this same feeling. They're they're probably in some way they're probably shut down as far as emotionally goes because they've got to that point where they thought I'm such a failure. I can't do anything right. I, I'm not even God's plan B. I'm like God's plan X, and I don't even think He's He's looking at me as as if I'm worth anything. You know, not just at life, but I think maybe some of the lies that young people believe as well is when you fail, you kind of level down in life. And there are just some people that you look at as these guys just do life better than me, and I'm not. I'm not really good at it. You know, I've I've made a lot of mistakes. I've made wrong choices. Becky, you become a mother in the last few years. And um, ha- has there been a moment where you kind of kind of look at you? I know some of your story in your background. And you were working at the radio station. I think you were probably older than I was. You probably had a question of if that was even in the cards for you. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, I had been in a lot of places and a lot of things by that point in my life. I'd been... A youth leader for a while. I'd gone back to school. I'd um, been a barista for a long time. And you can't do that mm-hmm. and not have some times that you go, well, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just never a part of my life. And you have those moments where I would cry out to God and say, God, why did you put this desire in my heart if there's nothing on the horizon that tells me that it's even an option? Yeah. I mean, I know that it's kind of a cliche thing that after whatever age you know people are single for a reason and mm-hmm. you start to you start to wonder well what's my reason what's what's wrong yeah. with me that makes it difficult and and you know you get a few bad setups and you start to go well <laughs> yeah. maybe i'm just never gonna be a, a wife and a mom and um or you know for guys maybe you're thinking i'm just never gonna be a husband or a dad and it gets it gets tough, and you start to wonder, God, did I mess up somewhere along the line? And I really resonated, Jeff, with your perfectionism comment. That has been a big stumbling block for me because I do have this tendency to want to be sure that I've studied up enough that I can do it right the first yeah. time and I can succeed the first time. And when I don't, then I have a you know a feeling like, oh, the failure feels worse to me than I would feel for someone else who was in the same shoes. Yeah. Somebody else I would say, oh, you know, don't worry, jump back up, try again, blah, blah, blah. But for some reason, I feel like I should be able to do it right the first time, which is sin. I mean, (laughs) at its root, that's sin. (laughs) But you run into a lot of those places where you go, God, what plan am I on? Am Mm -hmm. I on one at all? Yeah. And I think we've we've all been there. And so we're going to take a break here on the show. But if you have a comment, if you have something to share with us tonight on the show, email us at hope at hopenet360.com or connect on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to be back here with more on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show, the show where conversations save lives. It's HopeNet Radio. Jeff and DW, 
Glad that you've joined us here on the show. we got a full studio. Connect with us at hope at hopenet360.com. That's our email. You can also jump on Facebook or Twitter at hopenet360. Look us up. Send us a message, comment. We'd love to hear from you guys tonight. So Johnny and Becky are joining us in studio tonight. We've been talking so. about life and how things have been going since they've been a part of HopeNet when it first launched. And a lot of things have changed. A lot of things have happened. And so tonight I'm kind of wondering... You know, as we're as we're talking about this, Dave, you had some really good thoughts on some of this discussion as well. I think more of us, especially those who are like me who have failed before, we get to a point in our life where we're not on God's plan A anymore for one reason or another. My day is is very much like the Apostle Paul said. You know, there are times where I want to do right in, in Romans seven, but I don't want to do right. But I want to do right, really. No, I don't. No, I don't. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I mean, mm. you, you go through those moments, and and we have to understand that that in those moments where we decide that we're going to be a distance from God, um, we're going to face some things that don't work uh, because that's not God's intention for us at that moment. Um, I think what we struggle with is the idea that God is both sovereign and that he lives in the future. And so he knows exactly how things are going to turn out and he knows exactly what needs to be done to draw Dave Wager to himself. And, and I do think he allows me to go through periods of life where I, I can be a total idiot so that I can see that I can be a total idiot. In the process, though, what we'd love to do is have God take away all the consequences from being an idiot. Mm. And, I, and I'm not sure that's going to happen. I think a lot of young people I talk to are saying, well, if I miss God's will, how do I you know, get back in? I say, you know what? God, God's got a will, and, it, and you can plug into it. The, the thing is, if, if you've uh, beat somebody up and you're in jail or you've, you've uh, you, you got somebody pregnant or, or you got pregnant or whatever and, and now you're, you know, you're not married and that kind of thing, it's not that God's going to take what happened and erase it and you have no consequences. And it's not that even the consequences can't be used in a good way, I mean, in that sense. So I, I think it's careful to understand that, you know, I've become so, I think we as a culture become so me-oriented that I keep looking at, um, like, what is this about my plan in my life? And I think what has to happen eventually is we have to shift and say, what is God's plan and what is he up to? And then I plug into that. And and then I think I can, you know, God is a God that, that anytime we seek him and, and desire to uh, do what we should, um, you know, it seems like he's willing to allow us to do that. I, I do know there's times in scripture where he says, no, that's enough, like mm-hmm. King Saul and that kind of thing. And I don't, I don't want to uh, go into that whole nother discussion, but Bottom line is, for those listening, if you think God has to erase the consequence, he, that's probably not going to happen. He could, but probably not going to happen. But you can still plug into his will, and you, and you haven't missed the life that you could have. I would bet that there are some young women who are listening tonight who have become moms for one reason or another, but it wasn't necessarily the way they anticipated that it was going to happen. Whether it was uh, an unfortunate relationship, uh, something that they thought was the right thing at the right time, ended up getting pregnant, and now they're a mom, and now their life has changed, and they're probably also out there just thinking, man, I'm not even on God's plan. See, I'm like way, I'm way beyond what God could use. And I just want to encourage you, if you're feeling that way tonight, if you're feeling like you're not on God's plan A, that because you've failed at one thing or something else in a life in a big way, that God can no longer use you, I just want to encourage you to go and chat with a live coach right now at hopenet360.com. There are live coaches waiting to just encourage you to hear your story. I know there's so much more that goes into all of these things, but especially for young moms who are out there who now have a, have children have and they're just struggling to figure out what God's plan is for them in life, now's a really good time to go and chat with a coach. So can I drop a bombshell on you guys here? Please. Please. Bomb um, away. 
So you guys all know the story of Genesis. You know the story of Adam and Eve. You know the story uh, of life in the Garden of Eden when God first created it. I mean, God created Adam, and then out of Adam he formed Eve, and it was a perfect, uh, perfect situation. And there was no death, there was no disease, there was no decay. I mean, it was just perfect. And if you can imagine the most perfect place on the world, you know, just looking at uh, the beauty of, of – there's still a lot of beautiful places here in the world today, but – I think it was probably more beautiful we could ever imagine at that time. And there was this tree of knowledge of good and evil that God had set up in the garden, said, don't eat from it. And what did they do? They ended up eating the fruit from that tree. And so the the big question that begs to be asked there is, okay, so Adam and Eve messed that up. Sin entered the world. Death entered the world. Now, are we living now in God's plan B or plan D or plan F? Or do you guys think this is still God's plan A? That's a great question. I, I would just like to throw th- something out as, as the panel might discuss this. It's, you know, I, I think there's a difference between God's will and God's purpose and plan. In the, in the Bible, when we're taught to pray, one of the things we're to ask is that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Th- those who believe that God's will is always accomplished, I can't find that theologically. However, God's plans will not be thwarted. So, so that's a different discussion. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in order for us to have true free will in order for us to really have love be meaningful i actually need to be able to choose against love and i need to be able to uh, have real consequences that go with that and i think that's the whole story there i don't think that god's plans or purposes were thwarted at all and since he's in the future he knew that but i do think that his will was not accomplished and i'm not sure if that makes sense to everybody but there's a little bit of a difference there it is important because on one end, if you say that this is now we're living in God's plan B, that once centered in the world, then all of a sudden he's got to come up with a whole new plan, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And, and there was a point where, you know, he sent the flood and he wiped out, you know, most of the creation except for Noah and his family and, and kind of restarted in a way, but made a promise never to do that again. It's just, it, that's a big question that you get from people who are outside of the church. And that's where, again, on this show, we don't want to just target, we're not targeting people in the church. I want to... I really want to open the conversation to people who are on the fence about faith. And I realized I was a, I was a kid that grew up in a church, but it didn't mean that I had all those facts and all those questions grasped in my head. Uh, a lot of times I had those exact same questions that people who are throwing out in the world had. You know, why would you even go to church? Why would you serve a God who, you know, would flood this world or why he would create a world and then all of a sudden his creation rebels against him and now he's got to, you know, so it just... Some people have so many weird hang-ups in faith. And then, you know, us who are Christians, sometimes it's assumed that we just believe blindly, that we don't really think about these questions. But they're big questions. And, Dave, I really appreciate your answer. I think that's a core essential of what we have to understand is it's different when you look at God's will versus God's plan. But either way, Jesus Jesus was not a plan B. Jesus came uh, as God's plan for salvation and for us. So uh, either way, it just it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, God, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And so you have this picture of Jesus who was already there anyway. So interesting discussion. Becky, I'd love to hear your thoughts, too. One, one of the things that that makes me think about is that I knew when we had kids that they were not going to be perfect, that I was going to have to teach them some things, and I was going to have to help them learn the difference what? between right and wrong. So you must not be Swedish. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that God, you know, we are made, we are created in the image of God, but we are not God. Mm. 
God knew in creating us that he would have to teach us things and that he would have to help us learn and help us grow. And if Jesus and God's willingness to redeem our relationship with him had not been in plan A, I don't believe the tree would have been in the garden. Because I don't believe God would have given us that option had he not already known where it all was going and Mm. already known his plan was in place to redeem it and to deal with all of the the fallout of that. I don't let um, my child run in the street by herself until she's old enough, until I understand, until I'm ready to teach her that. I don't believe God would have given us that option had he not already had the plan in place for redemption. You know, one of the things that I know about God is that it's his will that none should perish. Mm-hmm. So when Dave, you know, kind of took that out and said, hey, God's will is one thing. God doesn't want anyone to perish. God doesn't want anyone to be, you know, in the situations a lot of times, a lot of maybe some of our listeners find themselves in, mm-hmm. in a tough spot or have made bad choices. That's not God's will. But he's got a plan yeah. to get you out of it. To get you through it, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get you mm-hmm. through it. And Johnny, Johnny, Dave, Becky, you guys are all a lot alike when it comes to your meaning and purpose. When you mentor young people, is you want to help them to succeed. You want to help them find what direction they're going to go in life, and help give purpose, and to help find significance and security. And Dave, we talk a lot about that here on the show. And uh, speaking of which, we're going to take a quick break here on the show, but there's tons more to come in the second half of the show. So remember to connect with us at hope at hopenet360.com or jump on Facebook during this break, and we'll be back with more here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Hey, what's up? It's Jeff from HopeNet Radio. We all know that teen suicide is a dark reality in our communities. The numbers are sobering. Feelings of hopelessness and depression are very real in our youth and parents today. HopeNet360 continues to be a beacon of hope in our communities through HopeNet Radio Show and Podcast, educational seminars, the crisis chat line, and local hope-giving community resources. There's much more work to be done, which is exactly why I want to invite you to join me at Scramble for Hope 2014. Scramble for Hope 2014 tees off on Friday, June 27th at Sherwood Forest Golf Club in Sherwood, Wisconsin. Break out the clubs and play nine holes of golf with me. See if you can take the title for the longest drive or the longest putt. Challenge the celebrity and go for the hole-in-one. Go to HopeNet360.com to register for one of the shotgun start times. If you can't make it but wish to donate, you can do that there as well. Get your golf fix, learn about what Hope to 360 is doing to save lives from suicide in Northeast Wisconsin. Scramble for Hope, June 27th at Sherwood Forest Golf Club. That's HopeNet360.com slash golf. See you there. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. If you missed the first half of the show, Jeff and DW, your hosts, we do have them available on podcast after the show is done tonight. You can catch it at HopeNet360.com. And make sure to share it with your friends because I think the topic tonight uh, is a a tense one in a way. Uh, Talking about God's plan and his will are a little bit different. 
as far as their function and their purpose and what that actually means. And so make sure to catch that at Hopenet360.com after the show tonight. So uh, DW, Jeff, your host. We have a full studio tonight. We have Becky, who was the former host of Hope in the Nighttime back in the day. Mm-hmm. And Woo-hoo. yeah, dog. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of those one of those moments that I, I look back at my life and I'm like, man, that was, those were some really good times. Yes, We had were. a lot of great times. They were. And uh, Johnny is a great friend of mine, a youth pastor in my life, and now he's just a great friend, a mentor, and uh, doing some amazing things, not only for youth and young adults, but for parents, for people who, as they get older and they get on through their high school years, they're looking for purpose in life, and they've made some mistakes. Johnny, you talked about being involved in an organization called Life Skills. Absolutely. And um, do you want to just take a moment to share about what you do now with that? You always have to go back to the beginning of something to understand it. Right. And, you know, I've been a Christian since I was 12 years old. My dad was an alcoholic. He got saved. He came home and told us about Jesus. And I was like, man, if there's a God who, number one, brings my dad back, number two, can forgive me of all these things I've done wrong, Mm -hmm. then I'm willing to put my life on the line for him. But there are consequences for growing up in in a home that's kind of really messed up. And because of those consequences, um, I became a dad at the age of 19, and uh, I didn't know how to be a dad, didn't know how to run a family, didn't know anything about intimacy, didn't know anything about discipline or structure. So, you know, as I grew up and my kids got older, I made some big mistakes. Mm. You know what I mean? I tried to control my children. I didn't give them, you know, uh, ability to make decisions. I thought that was the best way to do things because that's kind of what the model was when I grew up. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, man, I made some big mistakes, and I, I see the consequences of those throughout, you know, my family life. And I came across a program called Life Skills. And Life Skills originally was developed by uh, Dr. Paul Hedstrom. purpose of it was because of the abuse that he went through, you know, being a dysfunctional dad and being an alcoholic himself, that he discovered through Jesus Christ and through a, a number, you know, a lot of research that he did, kind of a strategy and a plan. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I just fell head over heels into this program. And it really gave me, you know, Life Skills is, is a really good name because it gave me the skills to be a real father mm-hmm. and understand who God is and understand what my role is as a dad mm-hmm. and how a family's supposed to work. I had no idea how a family is supposed to work. Wow. So, you know, I'm still working on that. But, you know, the Lord has restored a lot of relationships in my family, you know, with my children. But still, you know, the consequences of those are still hanging out there. So I really have a passion. I, You know, the big thing that I wished is I wish I had a program like this, but I wished I had someone who could come into my family, come into my life and say, you know what, Johnny, you need some help. Hmm. <laughs> this Here's a plan. Here's what you can do. And I finally found that later on in life through life skills. So Wow. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we try to point on this show is to good resources and good places to go. So at our website, hopenet360.com, under the show post tonight, you will find a link for Life Skills, and you can find out more information there. So uh, tonight we've been talking about living in God's plan A, and many of us have gone through, Dave, we've been talking a lot about how we're in search for this thing called security and also significance in life, what we put uh, our hope in, our faith in, our trust in, whether it's our jobs, our career, our whatever, our stuff that we have. Maybe we put our, our stock in our family. If you, you know, you've got a, a wife and you've got kids, if you're measuring up with the Joneses, uh, that's where sometimes we find our significance and our security in this life. I've found even at my young age of 29, there are moments where I look back and I'm like, I really messed up. I don't think God's really going to use me now. I, I think there are things that I've done that are like 
I'm not God's plan A anymore. I'm like way beyond it. And there are a lot of people that are like looking at me like I've got a perfect life. So I don't even know how we begin to wrestle with that. But Becky, we had talked about tension with being a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And we're talking in some way about God's sovereignty too. Because we're looking at, you know, so after the Garden of Eden where you've got Adam and Eve who totally messed things up. Now we're kind of looking at this bigger question. Well, did God know that was going to happen? You know, in our lives too, there are probably moments that we've all had that we look at and we're like, did God really know this was going to happen? And if he did, then why didn't he stop it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, a lot of what I think about with that is I look at my kids, especially I have a two-year-old right now. and uh, <laughs> Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot of experiences where I have a plan and her plan is different. Yes. And <laughs> yes, it is. And it teaches me so much about God to watch her. The other day we were getting ready to go on a play date and she was very excited to go play with these friends. She was really looking forward to this. But for the life of me, I could not get her to go pick out her clothes and to stop trying to jump on the couch. She's picking out clothes at two? Yeah. You're in trouble. (laughs) I'm a terrible dad. I'm I'm still picking out my boys' clothes. I, I begged my wife to pick mine out. She won't do it. Me too. <laughs> You're not married. I beg your wife to pick out my clothes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, though, I would like to ask you a question as a mom, though. I mean, let's mm-hmm. say your daughter. Uh, you must have a plan, at least in your head, where you say, you know, here's what I think are the, the qualities, the, mm-hmm. the things in her life that I would like her to have someday. So yes. when she's little like that and she's jumping on a couch and she's, not wanting to you know, pick out her clothes, do you think she should say, well, I guess I missed plan A? <laughs> do you, do you no. think she should say that? I mean, no. isn't Absolutely that how it not. is? Yeah, isn't that how it is with us and God? I mean, yes. so yes. I'm jumping on a couch. She says, this isn't a good time for that, Dave. And I go, huh? You know, I keep jumping right. on the couch. It's like, <laughs> right. so, so yep. what now? Am I on plan B all of a sudden? <laughs> See, I think. I think that's Which, what the question is, and I think what you talked about relationally is what we have to turn to because God is a relation. You know, Christianity, a couple of things that are very clear. Christianity isn't a belief system or a faith system. It's a truth system, and it's yes. a relational system. Mm-hmm. So in a relationship, mm-hmm. God is developing me, and I'm going to miss a lot of it. I mean, yes. I am because I'm like a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no idea what's mm-hmm. going on, but, you know, I'm distracted with this. I don't think that immediately God says, well, then I cannot achieve in your life what I wanted to achieve at this point. You know, and that's where I think we mess it up. I I think thinking that jumping on the couch at two years old means I will never, ever be able to be president of the United States now because that was the plan. Right. Deviated from the plan. I I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. Which is exactly what the the bomb was that went off in my head during this experience because I was like, Okay, you know, here's where we're trying to get to. We're trying to get to this play date, and I know you want to. Mm-hmm. Here's what needs to happen. And I'm going, how many times is God looking at me and going, would you stop jumping on the couch? I've got something good that I know you want. And I also go, okay, I know her. I know she's going to want to jump on the couch. I know she's going to take a while to pick things out. So instead of trying to get her to go pick out her clothes and to stop the behavior that she knows she's not supposed to be doing anyway and jumping on the couch – Instead of trying to get that done two minutes before we need to walk out the door, I start that 20 minutes before we need to walk out the door because I know that it's going to take that 20 minutes to get there. And I, 
I totally believe that God gives us children to help us understand him better. And I know there are so many times that God probably looks at me and goes, okay, it could take us two minutes to get out the door, <laughs> but I know what you're going to do. And I know it's going to take you 20. So we're going to start working on it earlier. <laughs> That's exactly what we were talking about earlier, talking about God's will and, and, and the purpose and plan. You had a will for her, a desire for that moment to go do this, but your mm-hmm. plan was not thwarted. And, and, right. and you're the one in right. charge of the plan. She mm-hmm. was in charge of her will. And, yes. and what you were doing is trying to get her will to conform to your plan yes. for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly what we were talking about in a relational way that people can grasp. Yes. And I think that's so important to recognize, too. Faith in God and trusting in him, it's, it's not a religious structure. It's not a bunch of rules, and that's what it gets labeled as a lot, uh, both by people outside the church and sometimes even people in the church. We live religious lives we live ways you know in a way that says you know i live by these parameters and while that's true it's not about the parameters it's really about the relationship Mm -hmm. it's the same thing if i was you know johnny and i have been good friends there are things that i just won't do to johnny because i know it's going to disrupt our relationship and it's not worth none of us would want to take something from somebody else or do something that harms our friends because that would jeopardize a relationship it's the same thing with god we have a relationship with god we honor him by obeying what he says and living in the the bounds of what he commands us to to do and it's not a rules thing it's just a relationship thing so we're going to pick up this conversation and more when we come back here on the show so make sure to connect with us at hope at hopenet360.com stay tuned there's more to come here on the show tonight if you're going through something tonight a live coach is waiting to talk to you at hopenet360.com this is hope net radio feel free to email the show hope at hopenet360.com now back to jeff and dave Welcome back to the show tonight. Full studio in-house. Glad that you're joining us here on the show or the podcast. If you get the podcast, you're a part of the VIP club. I'm just going to tell you that. I I love hearing you guys and your stories during the week, uh, especially after a show is aired uh, weeks before. And it's just, it's always fun to read your emails. And you can email us anytime on the show at hope at hopenet360.com. Dave and I respond to every email that comes in. And we also are on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet360. And we would love to hear from you guys tonight talking about if we're living in God's plan A or plan Z or plan D or somewhere in between, uh, especially after we've failed tonight. We had some good conversation, guys. And Johnny and Becky are joining me in studio. I've really been looking forward to the show for a long time just to have both of you guys back in the studio and uh it's it's a lot of fun it's really good to have you guys back with us it's good to be back thanks yeah so uh becky it's always good to hear your voice back and and uh, i'm gonna cherish the show we're gonna have to do this again sometime soon i mean that would be it'd be a lot of fun but anyway we're enjoying the time together with you guys tonight and uh todd and kyle are also hanging out uh, in studio as What's well, up? and uh, maybe share a little bit about uh, some of this conversation we've been having tonight. Have you ever felt in your life like you're living not necessarily in God's plan A anymore, but like somewhere further down the alphabet? Yeah, you know what, and I think that's that's just part of sin in my life too. I mean, like we've talked about earlier in the show, just I'll do something and I feel like I took two steps backwards, and um, that like Johnny was talking about before, there are consequences. But that's the great thing about God. There's always grace, and he always provides us grace, and that um, there's always a way for us to um, – we're always on good standard with God because of what he did for us, and that to me is, is exciting. How do you define grace? I mean we all deserve hell. I mean I'm, and the fact that we not only are not getting hell but also getting heaven in result of our sins and just all, uh, believing in Christ, um, is that is grace. And the fact that – 
I can spit in the face of God numerous times and him forgive me each time and say, it's okay, I still love you, you're still my son. I mean, that's that's the epitome of grace. And that's that's unnatural to us. So is grace just for eternity or does it also impact our day-to-day life? Absolutely. It, it definitely impacts our day-to-day life too because we're able to move on from the mistakes that we've made. While there are consequences at times, we're still able to move on and move forward with Christ. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, uh, what is the difference between mercy and grace? Mercy is, is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting not only not getting what you deserve, but then getting up like a present. So right. like me, like if I was late for curfew and my parents are like, okay, I'm going to give you mercy. I'm not going to ground you, but I'm also going to give you grace. I'm also going to give you a, an ice cream sundae. Here you yeah. go. That's grace. Okay. Now, I, I think that's important for people to hear because, you know, a lot of times we mix the two concepts, but, but mercy is really not getting what we deserve. And when we do something really stupid and we don't get what we deserve because of our choice, that's mercy. Grace allows us to live within the context of actually having much more than we deserve. And and I would encourage our listeners to understand the difference. And maybe we'll have to have a show sometime, Jeff, just on those two concepts. Because they, they both have such – I mean we could go on for a long time on those topics. So, uh, Johnny, I know one of the things that you love to talk about a lot when you talk with young people, uh, especially in the time that I've known you, both as a student under your ministry, uh, but then also as a mentor, um, you really do love to help young people find their purpose in life. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, finding our calling and purpose in life is is really one of the our our biggest jobs that we have when we're here on earth. I see so many kids who living living a life passionless and directionless and with no reason. And you know what? When you when you can find your calling, your purpose, and your mission in life, man, it, it can turn the course of the way that you think. It can turn the course of your spiritual life. It can turn the course of the relationships that you have. So I, I can't think of anything more vital, especially for a kid you know, 18, 17, 18, 19 years old. That, I mean, that's just the core of what God, you know, what they need to draw from God. Do you see a lot of young people like that 17, 18, 19 year old that are, are they, are they, do you find that they're purposeless or they just have a lack of direction? Yeah, I think it depends on the kid. You know, I think in general, you know, I think um, our society really doesn't um, give a lot of answers. Our society gives a lot more questions because, you know, the message that society says to kids and to people is, hey, whatever you want, whatever whatever feels good, whatever you think, you know, whatever great idea goes to your head, you know, pursue that. Hmm. Well, that's not truth. I mean, if you're, if you're going to try to build your life and just seeking things that you, you like, well, then, you know what I mean? You're, you're going to have a passionless, directionless life or you're going to be on fire for one minute and go 10 feet and then the fire is going to go out and then you're going to go catch on fire going the other 10 feet. So the message for kids and the message for me personally is that I need to find the author, figure out who the Mm -hmm. author uh, is of my mission and my purpose in life. If I can get in a relationship with him, then, you know, my future is gold because he, you know, I have a relationship with him and he's going to help me get to that spot. He's going to help me and he he knows me, you know, and he knows my weaknesses. He knows I'm going to fail. But yet through all that, he still have a plan and still give us a mission in life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I think I want to encourage our listeners too that that sometimes we make this a lot more complicated than it really is. We need to keep things somewhat simple. It, let, let's go back to the illustration of Becky with her daughter. You know, she said, "I know her and what she is going to do. I know her. I know what she's going to do." Now, what's really interesting is really all her daughter. What's your daughter's name? Johanna. Okay, it, all Johanna has to do is is actually listen to mom. 
right now. That's all she needs to do. And, and really, mom will make sure, in this case, mom will make sure that she's where she belongs, she's cared for, she learns what she should. Really, if she would just simplify her life and say, if there's one thing I'm going to do really, really well, it's going to be listen to my mom. And, and if she listens to her mom, she will find that eventually the plan will work and she'll learn how to make good decisions herself. And, and I think if, if I'm a high school person listening or college person right now, and I'm, I'm totally confused with, with finding my purpose and, and that kind of thing. It's like, well, why don't you start with the real simple first? Uh, get to know God and, and spend time with him and really love him and listen to him and, and see where it goes from there. When Jesus was asked, what's Christianity about? He said, love the Lord your God. Love each other. I mean, two simple things. And, and I would just suggest that we start with those simple things and not get uh, into the tax code with all the loopholes and everything else that's out there. So, um, and that's, that's um, I think, an important part of just thinking through relationships. Don't make relationships harder than they should be. You know, my own marriage, I've said it often, that when my marriage stinks, it's because I'm being a booger, man. I mean, I, I need to say, stop it, Dave, and quit being self-centered. And that solves a lot of problems, but I, but I can keep it simpler than I usually make it. And, and I would encourage our listeners to really, if, if you're really not loving God and you don't know what that means, w- would you um, take time to talk to a live coach at HopeNet360.com? And just say, look, I don't know what that means to, to even have a relationship with God, and I would like to. We would love to help you do that. Uh, but that's where it all starts. I totally agree. I think I keep learning so much from my kids about just sitting back and listening to God and and recognizing how many times I do that. And, you know, earlier Johnny was talking about, does that mean that sometimes God plans for us to fail? Does God sometimes give us things that he knows we're going to fail at? And mm. Um, you know, there's this kind of cultural thing out there. God will never give you more than you can handle. But that's not <laughs> biblical. It is not in the Bible anywhere. It says that God will take you through everything he gives you. Mm-hmm. It says that he will walk you through it. He will give you everything you need to get through it. But it doesn't say that he's not going to give you anything you can't handle. I'm pretty sure Job would argue that he probably couldn't handle what God was giving him. But for the strength of God mm-hmm. within him. And, um, you know, we look at, at Ezekiel and his whole thing, the whole beginning of Ezekiel is I'm sending you to a people who aren't going to listen, but go, that's where I'm sending mm-hmm. you. And I'm going to give you words and you're going to speak them and you're going to speak a lot of them and nobody's going to listen and they're not going to change, but do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, There are times in our lives, you know, to challenge my daughter and to help her grow. I encourage her to try things I know she can't do yet. Mm -hmm. I know she can't put her pajamas on herself yet, but I encourage her to try. And I tell her, you know, you try and I will help you if you can't do it. Yeah. So I help her when she can't do it, but I give it to her to help her grow. And how often I think God gives us things he knows we can't do yet, yep. but he wants us to grow. Yeah, that's what Johnny, I think, was talking about But because of the fact that it, it's not so that you said put your pajamas on. And if you don't, you have to sleep without them. Right. You know, I mean, it, 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 that's, that's not what you've said. Right. It, it's like the plan is going to get accomplished because mm-hmm. I'm here and mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure it's accomplished. But, but I need to let you learn how to put them on. My, yeah. my dad did that with me when I was in junior high. He told me to go clean up here at camp. Uh, they tore off shingles. And, you know, shingles, when you tear them off, there's nails in them and they're sharp. And I'm taking like one shingle at a time. It's taking me forever. 
And and he knew he left me there to do it alone. And I'm moaning and groaning, thinking, <laughs> you know, my dad hates me. And and he shows up about a half hour later. I got like three shingles on the truck. And, and he goes, hey, we're not going to get it done that way. But he knew I couldn't get it done that way. But he wanted me to have just enough time to know. And, and what he did is he bent over himself and grabbed an armful and threw it on and showed me how to do it. And, and then I joined in. We had it done in like 10 minutes. I mean, the whole thing. But <laughs> yeah. it, it was like. He knew I was going to fail, but he was there, showed up, the plan happened, and I think mm-hmm. that's what Becky was talking about with her daughter. It, it, she, her daughter does not, the rest of her life, go pajamaless. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's just right. not the deal. Yeah. But isn't it true yeah. that the world, the world, and maybe even some of the, some of the kids' fathers or moms give a bad message? Yes. yes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yes. when I failed, the, what, my de- what my relationship with my family taught me is that now I have less value and now I can do less things. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I failed. It's not true. It's a yeah, lie right. straight from the pits of hell. But, you right. know, I completely believed it because it's what my experience told me. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, there's a better source than your experience. Yes. Yeah. And that's God's yes. word. Yep. We're going to take a break. If you're listening live on the show, now's a good time to put on your PJs. And we're going to take a break. Oh, yeah. For you to do that, we'll be back with more here on HopeNet Radio. Packer PJs. <laughs> Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. The show where conversations save lives. It's HopeNet Radio. We're wrapping up the show tonight. Jeff and DW, your hosts, and Kyle and Todd in studio with us. We've got also another fun bunch of people, uh, a couple of good friends. Becky and Johnny are here in studio with us tonight, and it's just been, guys, it's been a lot of fun having you guys on the show. Thanks. It's yeah, been fun to be here. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a, a thought as we were talking, and I, we didn't have time to go into it at the last break, but you talked about it, Becky, where you said that God doesn't give us more than we can handle, and I thought about like Mount Everest. You know, this is mm-hmm. like a mountain that like God created, so there have been a lot of people who have climbed Mount Everest. And a lot of people have spent their life working up towards that. We have a, I have a coworker at the radio station here whose husband does some climbing and does some like outdoors stuff. But he'll go and he'll climb some of the the tallest places around even the country. And this is one of those things that like, I mean, not everybody goes and climbs Mount Everest, but there are people who dare to go and, and climb it and summit it and uh, go as high as they can go. And some you know get to a certain point and then they head back down because it's just they get to that point and they're like I can't do that. And there's some people who like climb all the way to the top. And I think of sometimes our life situations. Um, for me, I don't think I would just go to Mount Everest tomorrow and start climbing. Because mm-hmm. for one thing, I don't know that I, I have the skills. I don't know that I have the tools. I don't know that I have the experience necessary to get to that. But I know that there are people who have done it. Now, in life, I know there are situations that we come to in our life. We have things that happen in our life that sometimes you look at, I, I never will be prepared for this. And I've met and I've talked to a lot of different people in different situations. Johnny, Becky, Dave, you guys are probably in that same scenario where you've talked with people. You've maybe even experienced those points in life where it's like nothing in life quite trained me for this moment. But I know that there are other people who have come to this mountain and who have summited it. And 
I am going to choose today, my perspective is going to be that I'm going to step up to this mountain and I'm going to overcome it somehow, some way. And I think that's how our life is a lot of times. We we experience things. We don't know that we're prepared for them, but God has prepared us for this moment that we're going to actually summit this mountaintop and we're going to make it and it's going to be okay. And so tonight I just want to encourage those who are listening as we've been talking on this show, we've been talking about this idea that some of us feel like we don't live in God's plan A anymore. We've made too many mistakes. We've failed too often. Um, we just are not very good at life. And I, I've heard that it sounds like a joke, but it's for some people, it's, it's their reality that we don't, we don't know that we can do this much longer. There are a lot of people who, whether you listen to the show or you're just going through life, maybe you're just catching it for the first time and you're like, I felt that same way. That's, that's where I've been living. I don't know that I can carry on and go through with this. And I, this mountain just seems way too big for me. And it doesn't matter what your situation is. I want you to know tonight, no matter what's going on, you can always chat with the live coach at hopenet360.com. Uh, but you can also know that God is going to get you through it. And I think that's the one big thing of why we do this show is to help you to realize that your situation. And Becky, I want you to share just one of your thoughts that you had. We were in the break and, and just chatting a little bit. You had a really interesting thought kind of kicking off Johnny idea too of just how we can move forward in our life uh, especially like after we failed you know sometimes it's so tempting um, for us to interpret God according to our experiences in life Johnny was talking about the world throws these experiences at us and tells us the world says oh you can't do this you can't go any further you can't grow anymore and um, and if we start to interpret God based on our experiences we get an incredibly distorted understanding of who God is and who we are and whether or not we can succeed at anything. But if we take God's word, which is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we take that and use it to interpret our experiences, we start to find peace. We start to find a right understanding of God and a right understanding of ourselves And we start to be able to see those times when we do fail at something instead of beating ourselves up and looking at it and going, oh, I'm such a failure. We can say, well, you know what? I failed, but God is stronger than I am and he can carry me through. And we start to recognize that not only that, but he is always there. He is always with me. So even when I really royally mess things up and I think there is no way to redeem this, (laughs) God is right there to walk me through it and to redeem it and to rebuild that relationship and to rebuild me and get me back on track. And the, the, going back to that mountain analogy is that you'll always have a guide to lead you up the mountain. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're alone. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody goes climbing up a mountain alone. That's right. the worst thing you could do is to go without a buddy, especially if you get in trouble and you either need to find help or you just need someone to give you a hand to lift you up. I mean, there's there's so many different ways that you can look at that. Yeah, you know, going back, what Becky said was, was true in any relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, young people listening to me, you really need in your life to find somebody older that actually loves God and would love you and sit and talk to them about life. They will help you through some things that you don't understand. Here's why. Everything that we do in life is new. For example, if you've never been married before, but you're getting married, that's new. Mm -hmm. It's a new season of life. And believe it, you you cannot really get totally prepared for that. Um, When you get into that season, you won't know yet what 
clothes to wear in that season or how to act in that season. But you learn. And then you have a kid, and now that's another season. Then you have a second child. Well, that's a different season again. And, no joke. You know, it, seems like we're, we're, mm-hmm. it seems like the seasons are always changing, and we've never been through one of those before. So, mm-hmm. so the best thing that you can do is find somebody that has been through some of the seasons and just talk to them about what they learned. And, and really, that's why we go to God originally, because he not only understands everything, he understands every season. And, and he actually, as a very good parent, if you are one of his children, now if you're not one of his children, you, you, you can't have this claim, but, but if you are one of his children, then he is preparing you the best he can for those seasons. And when they do change, he will help you walk through them. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if God is not your father, Again, I invite you, talk to a live coach at HopeNet360.com and, and say, I want, I want to have God as my father. Explain this to me and, and give us a chance to, to be able to really help you. Yeah, guys, we're going to wrap up the show tonight. Everything is taking place right now at HopeNet360.com. You'll find the show there later tonight. And I would love for you to get this show and share it with a friend tonight because I can guarantee you, you know somebody, not only yourself, you know somebody who has gone through a failure, a point in their life where they felt like, Okay, I'm no longer plan A. Let's go to plan B. Let's go to plan Z. Let's, you know, double Z. I don't know what it's going to take, but eventually I'm going to figure out what my purpose is in life. And uh, I can't encourage you enough to go and seek out wisdom. If it means going and chatting with a live coach, go and chat with a live coach. Get some perspective. Get some encouragement. Have a voice that speaks in your life that's not maybe biased or in a way where it's argumentative or telling you you need to do something. Sometimes the biggest conversations that help us are just ones that ask the questions. You know, what are you What are you feeling? What are you going through? What do you want to do with your life? What are you passionate about? And some of you, we don't know the answers to those questions. But when we start to think in our mind about what we're focusing on, what we're doing today that's going to impact our future, where we're going, uh, man, you've got such such hopeful opportunity laying ahead of you. And uh, so, Johnny, Becky, thank you guys so much for just taking time out of your schedule and coming and being on the show tonight. I think it's it's definitely encouraged me. It is my pleasure. My pleasure. It's been a great mm-hmm. time. Glad to be here. Cool. So you can catch us online at HopeNet360.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360. Thanks, guys, for joining us here on the show. We'll see you online and next week. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.